Tom, Mom, welcome to another episode of the Chad Prather Show. It is Tuesday, 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 Monday's Hangover. I'm glad you guys are with us, tuned in. Uh, the Puppet Master Mark, and of course, Chris Cruz flying us into the nether regions of all things insanity here in Studio 22. Thank God for my Echelon bike, Chris. Dude, I've been on that thing. I, um, I just got tired of being a flat, fat pile of shit. Uh... The campaign thing has about gotten me, dude. Like, I have just been going, 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 and it's a different kind of travel, right? Because normally going out and doing shows, which, by the way, I'm in Midland, Texas, Friday night. This Friday night, Midland, Texas, Wagner Noel. WatchChad.com is where all the fun stuff is, including tickets to that show. And while uh, if you're in the DFW area, come out to Greenville, Texas. It's going to be at the Texan Theater. That's an incredible place. They spent like $9 million to renovate that, seven something like that. I don't know. Millions of dollars to renovate that place. You get like a several-course dinner with the show and the whole thing. It's a beautiful place. Our buddy John Ford Coley is going to come. I'm going to try to wrangle him up on stage, see if he'll do some of those old hits that he did with England Dan. Anyway, um, you know, when you're traveling for shows, you get somewhere, you get off the plane, you go in, and, and you go, it's kind of a charmed life, right? You go in, you got your tour rider, so you got your food that you want. They put, you know, they build that into the budget for, you know, stuff. It's usually whiskey and tequila and some sandwiches. <laughs> That's how we travel. This campaign thing's a whole other deal, y'all. It's from one fast food joint to the next. And so here's what I did, Chris. I said, I'm going to get my big butt on that echelon. And uh, I, uh, I sit there, I ride that sucker, and uh, I, I literally live 50 yards from the gym, so I've been making myself go down there and do that. And uh, I'm, like, I'm almost 50 years old, so I'm not trying to kill myself, but I, I just got tired of being a fat slob. And so anyway, I've been doing some stuff. And uh, I, I, it wasn't like a resolution or anything, but I'm trying to eat a little bit better and all these kind of things. And uh, yeah, because anyway, so... Here we are, folks. It is Tuesday, and um, Joe Rogan, I think he's still alive. They haven't put a hit out on him yet. We'll see. Lots of stuff's coming out. Uh, Spotify has censored a number of the shows. They've gone back and canceled out some of the shows, which to me is bogus, man. That is bogus, bogus, bogus. If it's, if it's offensive to you, don't listen to it. Like, like for instance, people always want to accuse me of putting misinformation out there. If a comedian or a talk show host... If their opinion kills you, then you deserve to die, right? Opinions aren't going to kill you. But again, we pointed out in yesterday's episode uh, how the hypocrisy is just astounding. And uh, speaking of astounding hypocrisy, Democratic darling Stacey Abrams, I don't know if you guys saw this or not, she's being slammed after she was scrambling to delete that photo of herself surrounded by all those masked school children. She's flashing her signature grin in full defiance of local mask mandates. Uh, so Abrams was visiting Glenwood Elementary School outside of Atlanta, Georgia, where she posed for the problematic photo and for some reason totally didn't consider the grilling she was going to get for failing to mask up and went ahead and posted the photo to Twitter. I just love using the word grilling and grill in the, in the same sentence with Stacey Abrams. Because <coughs> damn, girl, you could have got that fixed anytime. Anytime, anytime. But she actually posted the thing to her own account. And of course, Twitter, you know, the eagle eyed ire of Twitter uh, came after her and she finally deleted it amid the backs backlash. 
And journalist Alex Thompson noted that the image of smiling, freely breathing Abrams surrounded by tykes with their faces swathed in bacteria-laden pieces of fabric is unlikely to go away anytime soon, least of all in an election year. So not only was Abrams apparently the only unmasked person in the photo, she was defying the mandate for Decatur, which is where the school is located. So Abrams' team promptly issued an apology for the embarrassing mask gaffe, recognizing it was highly irresponsible for the former gubernatorial candidate to flout the school policy. <laughs> I'm totally kidding with that. Totally kidding! With the same grace and humility that she handled her loss to Brian Kemp in 2018, Abrams' team declared that she had been unfairly targeted and attacked, uh, and she attacked her critics instead. <coughs> yeah. So I... Uh, Stacey Abrams is the gift that just keeps on giving. Uh, pull that. Pull, I, I want to read, actually. I want to pull it up because I can't see that far. I want to read her tweet response to this thing. It's like we live in a world where nobody is just going to say, you know what? I effed up. I mean, at least Rogan said he effed up. Right? And, and did he? I don't know. But here's the thing. I got it right here. Oh, is that hers on the bottom of this? Okay, I'm going to read it off my phone. She said, uh, she said, it is shameful that our opponents are using a Black History Month reading event for Georgia children. Boy, all the buzzwords right there. Uh, as the impetus for a false political attack, and it is pitiful and predictable that our opponents continue to look for opportunities to distract from their failed records when it comes to protecting public health during the pandemic. Um, yeah, well, you know, that's, uh, here's the problem, Stace. You got a whole track record of calling for people to mask up a whole big big old track record and of course everybody just busted her ass as they should have because again you're gonna mask these children up and you're gonna you gappy tooth gonna come up there smiling and doing your whole thing so you you deserve everything you get in that situation and but you remember what uh the mayor of la said when he got caught with his picture of magic johnson last week right he said i held my breath for two seconds to take the picture and that's yeah. how stupid they think you are isn't that misinformation isn't that probably that the should be labeled misinformation misinformation holding your breath doesn't do anything no so so you're telling me that an aerosolized or a airborne particle that is however minuscule and tiny and, and atomized can't go up your nostril I mean, based on your logic, right, the masks do work. So you took it off and, and nothing could float up your nose while you were holding your breath. That's a lie. And, uh, um, yeah, it, I mean, imagine, imagine, let's go back to the movie um, Outbreak. Remember that? Where, like, everybody's in a hazmat suit and the dude, you know, accidentally, whatever, you're... <laughs> I mean, they're in all these pressurized stuff and all this kind of stuff, but we're worried about our cloth mask, and he took it off with Magic Johnson and held his breath. This, uh, but the, back to the Stacey Abrams thing, and again with this, uh, Stephen Miller, who was, of course, the Trump advisor, he said, in so many ways, this picture embodies the elitism, arrogance, cruelty, science denial, and glib authoritarianism of Joe Biden's Democrat Party. There she is. Golly. Somebody roll that fat bitch back in the water. Um, sexist! Fat shaming! Gappy tooth shaming! <laughs> Stacy needs to get on that. 
I would just like to see the pattern she leaves on corn on the cob. I just want to see the pattern she leaves. And the people will come at me, because they have before. I, listen, here's the deal. You open yourself up. You put yourself up on that type of a pedestal. And you know what? You're fair game. You're fair game. You're going to mask children. And again, you turn the boards and the teachers into Gestapos, like I said yesterday. And then you're going to sit down there and parade your naked face while all these kids are masked up. And, and it is one big, it's just like I saw a picture over the weekend of Barack Obama, who's building a new mansion in Hawaii. And he's standing there with all of the uh, builders. They're all masked up, and he's not. Elitism. Arrogance. That's what that is. So, yeah, I posted a meme on social media, Instagram, on my Instagram story that, that was, uh, said this is how you respond to people who wear masks these days. And it showed somebody, you know, a couple of guys were laughing and pointing and ridiculing the people in the masks. <laughs> and, uh, you know, look, I'm going to catch the ire of those of you who are just out there saving so many freaking lives with your masked up. You're full of shit, man. And you know you're full of it. Because because if you truly believe that, like I remember when the dude we were at that debate, we all participated in a certain debate, and and uh, Sarah Gonzalez was in one of those panels, and a guy had said that she because she wouldn't wear a mask was a um, God. What was the term he used? That she was a uh, basically a um, a bio terrorist because she wouldn't wear. That's what he said, a bio terrorist. Like you don't believe that dude. Like if you believe that, you wouldn't leave the house. Like you would, you'd live in a bubble. You'd be like the bubble boy. So, so which is it? Which is it? Is this thing selective? Does it only go after people who are not holding their breath? Uh, you know, so, so just stop. Just stop. Again, you guys failed. Go back and watch the first few minutes of yesterday's episode. Y'all failed the sociological experiment. You failed. They played on your mortal fear. And they, told, they wanted to see who could be the most pliable. And, and we see who pandered, the people who are governmentally dependent, the people who are progressing with, with big government ideals and ideologies and pandering to ideologies, the woke mob, all those people. You, you think they won't turn on you? You think they're going to, the pendulum swings, baby. You want that big government, you think it's not going to turn on you? I mean, come on, man. When you got Bill Gates who's pushing for a po world population of 500 million people. Who you think? Like, they want a barren planet. They want the world to be their one big private island, okay? That means you human rodents out there that are consuming all the natural resources, they want you gone. And they don't give a rat's ass who you voted for in 2020. They just want you gone. So, so you guys out there pandering to them and kissing their woke ass or their progressive ass with your woke ideologies, man, y'all are stupid. You're stupid. This is not a left or right issue. This isn't about Republicans or Democrats. I mean, I don't, I mean, look, let's, let's clear the air. Let's, let's just clear the air, okay, just so you'll listen to me. The, okay, I'm going to come clean. I'm going to come real clean. I don't think Donald Trump was right all the time. Okay, there. I've said it over and over again. Whenever Trump did dumb shit, I called him out on it. I, it but because I'm a conservative, then 100% I'm kissing his orange ass. No, I never did that. When it was good, it was good. When it was bad, it was bad. And I called it out in those things. And occasionally, I probably thought something that was bad was good, and I was wrong on that. I'm okay with that. At the end of the day, I want government out of my life. I want government out of your life.
I want us to be able to live with some form of harmony and constitutional freedom in this country without pandering to the government and federal overreach and the bureaucratic nonsense that is controlling our lives. And then you factor in the narrative which is being funded and fueled by the elitists that are out there. They don't care who you voted for. They don't care about Joe Biden. They don't give a rat's ass about Joe Biden. They don't care if Joe Biden's licking the windows right now. He doesn't matter. He doesn't matter. <coughs> they don't care that Russia's on the border of Ukraine threatening an invasion. They don't care. They don't care that people are starving in various parts of the earth. They don't care about poverty. They don't care. Look at the Olympics. Let's look at the Olympics. They don't care about the human rights violations of the Communist Party in China. They don't, they don't care. They don't care that the Uyghurs are being abused and killed. They don't care that people are slaughtered in mass. They don't care. That's why Nancy Pelosi came out and said, Oh, just don't, don't, don't piss off the CCP. Because if you get arrested, our stupid asses aren't going to come and get you. That's basically what she said. She basically said that. Okay, so if people who are supposed to be free thinkers and free speakers, they can't go be free thinkers and free speakers as representatives of the country that sent them there under threat of arrest and possibly torture and execution, why did we send them there? Because it doesn't matter. These people don't care. They don't care. Because the elites do not give a rat's ass if you live or die. Stacey Abrams doesn't give a shit about any one of those white kids in that classroom. None of them. And you know what you're going to do, Georgia? Some of you stupid assholes are going to go vote for her. Stupid. Why do we continue to put these pandering, woke ideologists, progressive wackadoodles? And you know what? The big government nonsense morons, Mitch McConnell, Lindsey Graham fools that are on the right, supposedly. Stop putting them in office. They don't care. They care about themselves. They care about their pensions. They care about their investment strategies. They care about their survival. And they get all the best stuff while you human lab rats just get screwed. Come on now. And we're worried about Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan? Golly. Because they don't care. Home title lock, though. Uh, <laughs> home title lock, baby. That would suck, man. Uh, I'm currently renting. All right. Kind of like renting right now. I kind of like this phase in my life where I'm renting. Uh, but I've owned numerous homes and properties, and I still own some property. Uh, it'd be devastating if a criminal just stole all the equity in your home. That would suck. But it's happening all over the U.S. Um, there is one company that'll help you. They're standing between you and the thieves out there. They'll steal your title on your home. That's Home Title Lock. The FBI calls home title fraud one of the fastest growing crimes, which is why you need to go to HomeTitleLock.com. They are, they are America's leader in home title protection. Here's the problem. The deed to your home is the only document that proves you own it. And all the deeds are to your homes, are they're, they're online right now. So in minutes, if somebody knows where to go, they can forge your name off the deed to your home and refile as the new owner. So there are people out there, and we see numerous examples, they spend fortunes in legal fees when a thief forges their names onto the deed, and then they take out loans against the equity. And you know what? The homeowner doesn't even know. If you don't have home title lock, you're in trouble. So make sure that Home Title Lock is defending you. It is your peace of mind 
that deed to your home is protected. So I want you to visit HomeTitleLock.com. Do what I say now. HomeTitleLock.com. Now don't move. We'll be right back. You know, I again, I say, like I've always said, every now and then, somebody, I mean, a broken clock's right twice a day. Um, but I, I, it's always interesting to me when people at least, I, and I, you know, people I overall don't agree with historically, and probably, you know, sitting down, we're not going to agree on a whole lot of things in terms of the way stuff's carried out. So like I alluded to earlier, you know, I called it when I didn't agree with Don Trump, and you know, I don't agree with everything he says and does now, right? He didn't endorse me for governor of Texas. That wasn't good. Definitely, definitely wasn't right. Um, he's got a policy of, of endorsing uh, incumbent Republicans. That's not right when you're endorsing guys like Mitt Romney. Um, but, you know, like last week we talked about Sean Penn. Okay, Sean Penn said something we agreed with. Yay! Whoopie-doo! Um, but I find myself increasingly more and more Listening to certain things that Bill Maher says <laughs> and go, and, and the funny thing is it doesn't matter that I am listening and, and hearing and maybe even agreeing, because again, I listen with some, some, some critical thinking skills, uh, but at least his audience is listening yeah. and they're responding as portrayed in this clip. Play it, Mark. Look, I'm not saying the medical establishment isn't trying to figure out or that they're corrupt, although there is some of that. <laughs> but, but how about just wrong? Wrong a lot. Wrong about HIV, wrong about lockdowns, wrong about kids, wrong about how you couldn't get it if you were vaccinated. Remember washing our packages? Plainly. The medical industrial complex has not earned the right to claim monopoly status on information about this virus or medicine in general. Yes, free speech has allowed people to hear misinformation sometimes. And a lot of it was yours. Mm. So when are they coming after Bill? <laughs> you know, Bill, and again, Bill hadn't been red-pilled. All right. Bill, Bill's not, he's not awakened to the conservative way of thinking. Uh, <clears throat> I like to hear a little bit more of the traditional, classical, liberal thought that comes out of his mouth. Um, I consider myself to be a classical liberal in that regard. Uh, and again, my biggest stance is I believe in life, and that begins at fertilization, and I fight to protect it. And that's big, the biggest issue right there. Uh, in terms of where I disagree with classical liberalism. I, I, I believe that an unborn baby is its own autonomous body. It is, being, it is living inside of a woman's body, so it's not the woman's body. Um, that's another issue for another day. You know my stance on that. But I posted something. I was inspired this weekend by our good friend Eric July. And along the lines of what we're saying here, I, I made a post um, on... Uh, Sunday on Facebook, I said, my brother Eric July said something and I thought about it all night long. He's so right. I want to paraphrase him and weave in my own thoughts, but the credit belongs to Eric. 
We don't have to give up on sports, entertainment, art, etc. That's a deceptive lie that we've bought into. Why are we waiting for culturally relevant people to mildly support a cause that aligns with our values? Why are we excited when an iconic person seemingly believes or vocalizes one of our convictions? So when you see somebody who, who vocalizes something and you agree with it, everybody jumps on the bandwagon, yeah, we got one. No, you really didn't. I still say, and, and Eric says, We've got to create our own cultural icons. Most of the left's power comes from perceived legitimacy. Strip them of that. Build a parallel economy. Stop funding their ideologies. Think about where your money goes today and change that. So Daily Wire, as we know, started making motion pictures and films. They're doing a hell of a job. I love what's going on here at Blaze. I don't know what the future holds at Blaze, but we're doing well. And, and I encourage you guys, go to chadnew.com. Yeah. And subscribe to The Blaze because independent free broadcasting is where the wave of the future is going to be. Uh, I want you to sign up at chadnew.com, not just so we get paid. And, and there's an element of that. I don't know that I make anything off of all of that stuff. But, but I, I am thankful that they're independent broadcasters and we need to be supporting them because guess what? What happens when they start shutting down the platforms? It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. And I promise you, our SEG score ain't going to be real good. So support the artists, thinkers, creators, influencers that have never bowed the knee to bail. That's what I said. Um, take the fangs out of blood-sucking, child-abusing Hollywood once and for all. Strip the mainstream media of their fork-tongued deception. Let them all go to hell and honor their Faustian bargains without dragging us along with them. Um, I, I mean it, dude. I'm, I'm 100% on that. Uh, we need a parallel economy. We do. We need to create our own entertainment, our own art, our own sports, our own voices, our own influencers, our own creators. We need to support them. And uh, and then and again, <clears throat> that's the only way we're going to be free. And Chad, if you think about it, yes, the left has everything. But when we play our TikTok videos, when we see the Karens, you know, yelling at us for not wearing a mask, um. You can say that we are more creative than they are. The left can't meme. The yeah. left can't make fun of themselves because they get offended. So conservatives and people like us will do a lot more better yeah. at entertaining because the left right now, they can't even laugh at themselves. And the beauty of conservatism is we're more fiscally responsible, at least in theory, in how yeah. we handle those things economically. You know, we're not going to go wild and crazy, um, it, it, you know, the way that, again, I, it's, it's just a matter of, I don't know. We got to get away from having, you know, the right and the left. This is not, as I said, this is not about the right and the left anymore. This, this is about the woke mob, the cancel culture. This is about the progressive mob that's coming for all of us. The rock, they're going to come for the rock eventually. You know, Dwayne Johnson, he wants, to, he wants to be Mr. I'm everybody's person, right? Oh, no, 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 no. He made the trans joke back in 2011. He, he tweeted the thing. That's it, bro. You're off. I mean, off with his head. Off with his head. I already know I'm screwed, but I'm not Dwayne Johnson. And I'm unapologetic. Um, like, like <laughs> you know, Chris, if we could leave in the studio today and I accidentally drop the door on you and it hits you while you're walking out with your computer, I'm going to say, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that. I apologize. That's not what I'm talking about. Yeah. That's not what I'm saying. You know, you have a fight with your wife 
or your or your significant other and you say some things you, you really shouldn't have said or you didn't mean, yeah, you should be the first person to apologize. You you should take responsibility for that. But that that's because you're saying it to someone that it truly affected. The action had a consequence that truly affected someone significant in your life. This nonsense of going out there and and apologizing, thinking that that's going to save you from the woke mob. Uh, I, and so I respect Mar for his recent positions because again, you start calling out the um, the COVID monarchy, and you got a problem there. Uh, they're going to come after you, and we know for a fact. I called him out yesterday, Bill Mar, back when he was interviewing. You know, Sass <coughs> referred, referred to himself as a ha- house N-word. Um, it's there. It's there. So it's just a matter of time. Matter of time. I was excited, though, Chris. Um, our buddy Matt Marston, and we got to get Matt on the show. Uh, Matt's from Britain, but he's been living in California. He was in, like, Rambo 5. He's done a ton of stuff. Uh, he was schoolboy in Rambo 5. He was the, he was the uh, sniper that saved Rambo's life. And I'm watching the new series of Reacher the other day because we were snowed in, iced in. So I was looking for something to watch, and I'm watching Reacher, and I was like, God, thank God they don't have five-foot-tall Tom Cruise playing this part. And I'm watching it, and it goes a little flashback to Reacher's uh, childhood. And uh, there's parents are standing there dealing. And it's like, and there's Matt Marsden playing Reacher's dad. So I put it on pause. I called Matt up, and I was like, dude. You're on my TV. He goes, I reckon you're watching Reacher, right? <laughs> I was like, yeah, man. And uh, so, you know, there's people out there that are still in that culture war in, in the art world and the entertainment world. And, and those they, they haven't sold their soul to the devil. But I'm telling you, man, oh, it comes with a price, folks. It comes with a price. And what happens is they devour their own. They will devour their own. So, so we have to pull ourselves back. We have to separate from that world. It's, we're not of that world. Um, I, was in, uh, I was in Abidjan, Ivory Coast, back in 96, 95. And we were walking through a part of town in Abidjan. And I was with a pastor there. And we walked into this one area. And these people were performing some, some black magic stuff out on the street. And he goes... This is, this is not our world. We're going to remove ourselves from this. He goes, this is not our place. You don't go in there and just start dancing with the demons, right? And, and I understand that greater is he that is in me than he who is in the world. I understand that. But you don't go toying with that stuff. We got to separate ourselves from this culture. We do. We got to bring ourselves out of it. Ron Perlman, Hellboy, you know, and whatever, Sons of Anarchy said, it's time for us to separate red states and blue states. Good luck with that, bro. Uh, I know you're, you think you're a tough guy in Hollywood and all that kind of stuff, but I promise you, there's those of us out there, we've let you have your way, and we're, we're kind of done with that. Kind of done with that. People are waking up. Um, I keep my Chamonix right there in the console of the truck, Chris, <laughs> so that when I'm driving down the street, I'll just get a little bit of the, the, uh, the stem cell stuff, the plant stem cell, and I dab it under my eyes, get rid of the fine lines, and it works. Look at me. I'm almost 50 years old, dude. We got a hell of a 49, man. We got a hell of a makeup artist around here. But that Chamonix, man, tightens me up. And uh, guys, Valentine's Day, just weeks away. In fact, it's a week away. And our dear friends at Cell have a special for you. Uh, it's a great gift. Get the brand new stuff. Cell Anti-Aging Primer for Radiant Glow and Flawless Finish. Uh, free with every single order of Cell's most popular package. Uh, 
you got to get it. Genucel. It, it's uh, the new primer contains botanical extracts and antioxidants to deeply hydrate, brighten, and complete your finished look. I told you. Look at my face. I'm looking good, baby. Don't take my word for it. There's there's five star reviews out there. Here's one from uh, Soretta in Tacoma. She said this primer is amazing. I put it on when my skin is dry. It gives such an airbrush look and makes me not even want to apply anything else. I love that. My face glows right through my foundation. In love, she said. You don't have to put the filters on your selfies anymore, folks. So treat yourselves. And guys, this isn't just a, a girl skincare thing. All right, get it for yourself as well. But go to love lovegenucell.com slash chad enter my special promo code chad i spell it chad get an extra 10 percent off at checkout that's lovegenucell g-e-n-u-c-e-l.com lovegenucell.com slash chad use promo code chad we'll be right back Welcome back. Welcome back. I love Joe Biden. He's so encouraging to me. He's such an inspiration. Yeah, Joe, uh, there's nothing quite so obnoxious as watching Joe Biden get wrong literally every single thing he can possibly get wrong. It's kind of like watching a dude that just kind of walks through a yard that's got a bunch of rakes out there and he just steps on every single rake and it just keeps taking it to the face. But let's be honest, uh, you just like the video with the guy with the rakes, you're going to watch it because it's kind of entertaining to watch a dude just beat the shit out of himself. Uh, Joe Biden does this to me every time I watch him talk. And he made some remarks the other day about the future of electric vehicle manufacturing in the United States. And as per our usual arrangement with the commander in chief, he whiffed it, screwed the pooch, uh, he effed it up. Uh, I meant it when I said the future was going to be made right here in America. Companies like GM and Ford are building more electric vehicles here at home than ever before, is what Sleepy Joe said, ignoring, of course, the most well-recognized name in electric vehicle production in the world ever. He didn't, he didn't mention Tesla. Uh, Elon Musk, famous billionaire and Asperger's answer to Tony Stark, was none too pleased, and he tweeted out, starts with a T, ends with an A, ESL in the middle. Now, you might think to yourself, why in the world would the Biden administration not want to welcome Tesla in general and Musk himself into their fold of allies? Because that's clearly, clearly the message that's being conveyed. And I don't necessarily mean the message by Biden. I'm not entirely sure the man knows who Elon Musk is because a lot of the time he doesn't know who he himself is. But this smacks of administrative string pulling. Uh, but the answer is at least twofold. <clears throat> For one thing, Musk has slammed the president's Build Back Better plan and the legislation surrounding it multiple times because, you know, he has a brain and can look at the figures and do the math on the back of his napkin. It's also the case, and, and Musk has pointed this out, that Biden is kind of a tool in the United Auto Workers Union. Now, at one point recently, the White House even had an event for electric vehicle manufacturers, and Tesla's invite somehow got lost in the mail. Funny how that happens. Uh, so what's all this mean to me and to you? Okay, well, it's entertaining to watch a socially awkward billionaire join in the tomato-throwing line, I, I reckon. Uh, we like nothing better than hearing people who rank among the world's elite coming to the same realization about President Biden that we do. But satisfaction aside, it's important that we recognize the real issue here, and that is that Elon Musk doesn't always like to play ball with the leftist agenda. Now, I'm not saying he's a conservative. Lord knows he's not. But in some ways, <coughs> that fact... Uh, that he's not is actually more telling because it means that it's not good enough for the left if you sometimes bend their direction on some issues 
It's got to be 100% of the time. You look at this stuff that's going on with Joe Rogan, and you can see the latest example of how the left treats people who largely agree with him, but once in a while step out of bounds. Now, Musk steps out of bounds whenever he feels like it, criticizes the president whenever he feels like it, so don't be too surprised when someone comes out with a tape of him saying the N-word or something like that, uh, whatever's going to knock his public estimation out of whack. Now, Elon Musk's company may usher us into a new era of electric vehicles that actually work worth a damn. Jury's still out on that. But if he doesn't quit tweeting against the left, he's going to suffer for it. Now, personally, I hope I'm wrong. I'd love nothing more than for more billionaires, not fewer, to stand up and tell Joe Biden what they really think. So we're going to see what happens. Stay tuned to that. Um, uh, yeah, Elon Musk, like, I, I don't know if, I, I don't know, like, I don't know if it's racist if a South African American... <laughs> Well, it's funny that you say that. I don't know if that works or not. It's funny you said because if he's from South Africa, yeah. So if he says the N word, isn't he more qualified than me and you? I would think. Yeah. That he would know. Yeah. I don't know. And I love there's a there's a great meme going throughout of we're gonna celebrate the most wealthiest African American in the United States, and it's a picture of Elon Musk. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's true. That That is actually true. And um, anyway, we won't get too far into that thing. We'll just see how it goes. But but to watch this kind of thing unfold is interesting amongst the elites, right? It's kind of interesting to, to watch. Um, you know, so far, Spotify, the CEO, um, he's, he's kind of bucked the cancel culture. He says he's not going to remove Joe Rogan because he said in his words that canceling voices is a slippery slope. Now he's right about that because where do you stop on that? Where do you stop? And let me tell you something. If, if they cancel Joe Rogan on Spotify, I will be at the top of the heap screaming for everybody to cancel Spotify because it's the only way we're going to push back on this thing. And look, no, I don't. I mean, again, I remind you what I said last week, Joe, Joe Rogan was supporting and endorsed uh, Bernie Sanders early on in in the uh, primaries, the last presidential um, race. But so I look. I, but I, at the end of the day, is what it is, man. Um, you just don't start canceling voices. I mean, I sit there on Sirius XM. I listen to Urban View a lot, actually. Believe it or not, I, I, you know, I listen to Patriot Channel some, but sometimes it just becomes white noise to me. Same old talking points. <laughs> I want to hear what people have to say that don't agree with me. Yeah. So I'll listen to the Progress Channel or I'll listen to Urban View. And uh, it's interesting, but I listen to it because I want to hear and I want to think about it. I want to, I you know, maybe this shocks you, but I do. And so um, I, I'm not into canceling voices is what I'm saying, just because I disagree with them. Oh, my gosh. Listen, I told you, I've been uh, working too hard, not working out enough. I'm trying to change that. I want to get in shape this year. That's my thing. Before I'm 50, I want to be in great shape. Y'all are holding me to it, right? I've got certain, I've got certain things that I'm getting to, and uh, I've got little, little checkpoints. Um, but I'm using the Echelon Fitness because it brings the gym right there to my home. And uh, the beauty of it is you get this whole community of hundreds of thousands of people who can give you that extra push. And it's kind of like that accountability right there. So Echelon Fitness is going to give you that. It's an affordable way for you to get the workout equipment, the workout community, and an instructor's navigation and motivation right in the comfort and privacy of your own home. So with Echelon, you can work out anytime, day or night, crush your fitness goals, just pick your class, climb the leadership board, cheer each other on and give it your all. I even follow some of the instructors on uh, Instagram. Yeah, I mean, it's a great little community. 
So Echelon Fitness's world-class fitness instructors are supportive. They're engaging. They're fun. There's no pressure there. They know how to get you moving. And they got a full range of affordable workout equipment, including the stationary bike, which I have, the smart rowers, the sleek fitness screens, the auto-folding treadmill, and they're all connected to provide the Echelon Fitness experience, around-the-clock classes for the family, full-body workout programs, keep you coming back. One membership is going to cover a family of five. And right now, for a limited time, podcast listeners get up to $840 off MSRP. Dadgum, that's a deal. But you gotta you gotta uh, text the word C H A D Chad to roll back down eighty one eighty one eighty one. I don't know how many. How can you forget that? Text Chad eighty one eighty one eighty one. Uh, message and data rates may apply. Terms available at echelonfit.com slash SMS. Membership sold separately. Be right back. Man, the hypocrisy is crazy. Like, you know, I was, we got the Olympics that's going on as we alluded to, which is stupid. I'm not watching that nonsense. Um, again, why in the hell are we giving any love to China? Oh, my gosh. But then you had the 16 members of the, uh, of the Penn women's swim team that asked the NCAA to protect them from men and women's sports, which, I mean, they got that dude who, who went from like 429th in the rankings as a man to number one as a woman. Um, Look, you got you got longer arms, bigger muscles, bigger whatever, the finesse muscles, all that stuff. I mean, you literally <laughs> – I'm scared of everything. Um, I'm transphobic. Um, and they're going to they're gonna win. I mean, it's just stupid. Just, just, this is a clown show we're living in. Speaking of clown shows, um, I don't know if you guys know it, but it's all – everything is a Republican's fault. Everything. Sonny Hostin on The View um, – <laughs> just watch the clip. You know, I, I think that what's interesting to me is um, New York City has one of the largest budgets uh, for our police department. Ten uh, billion dollars was actually nine point nine billion dollars uh, in 2021. I mean, that's bigger than the <coughs> GDP of some small countries. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's not about funding. It's not about the fact that police don't have enough funding. Um, but what I do think that's interesting is that the conversation um, about a rise in crime, about a rise in gun crime, just never seems to include the unfettered access to guns right. in this country. And um, that is because Republicans don't find it um, politically expedient. Ah, mm, there you go. There you go. She went on to talk about how the Republicans were the ones wanting to defund the police. Uh, you're, this, this is the level of stupidity right there. I mean, she's kind of cute, though. I think Sonny's cute. You know, I, I give her that. Um, is that misogynist? Okay. I don't know anymore. Um, anyway, the uh, speaking of the view, and, and listen, dude, let me tell you. So I just went and bought a new uh, Keltec shotgun. Holds uh, holds fourteen and one in the chamber, so that's fifteen and a two, baby. Uh, it's a badass tactical shotgun, bro, and it, it hasn't killed anybody. I know. I've had it for like I don't know, almost a week now. I've been tricking that thing out. It's pretty. It's fun, and and like it, it cuts you in half if you come in my house. But I, don't, I like I have multiple firearms near me at all times, whether in my home or in my vehicle or whatever. And they just don't shoot anybody. So I don't know. Uh, Whoopi though, Whoopi got a two-week suspension. Now they want to cancel Rogan. Yeah. 
But Whoopi come out and said that the Holocaust was not about race. I mean, what? 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 Uh, it wasn't about the black race. So apparently that's the only race that exists in Whoopi's mind. But Whoopi's now, uh, she's, uh, she put herself into a re-education thing. <laughs> she did. She put herself in. She's getting educated. She's getting re-educated. Chad, uh, is that the same of when someone, celebrity, gets super drunk and gets a DUI <laughs> and they check themselves into a uh, rehab facility? Is that what she's doing? I don't know. I mean, if you're a drunk, if you have an alcohol problem, um, you know, I got charged with DWI in the state of Texas in 2006. Uh, but, I, I, you know, it was stupid. I learned from my what I did. I don't drink and drive. And again, you know, but I didn't feel the need to go check myself into a rehab thing. So, you know, so anyway, Whoopi's in deep shit, man. And uh, you, I, you just start, you, you know, <laughs> I don't know if you guys know this or not, but there's a lot of Jews in Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, there are. It's a fact. And, uh, you know, Gina Carano, our friend Gina Carano. Love you, Gina. You know, she got totally axed from uh, whatever that's the Mandalorian. The Disney deal over her comments about how, you know, Jews under attack and stuff like that. So, uh, and she was actually defending Jews in that situation. So, anyway, we'll see what happens. We'll see about uh, Whoopi's (laughs) re-education. She's the one who stood there next to Ted dancing. They were dating for a while in his blackface, which is what, you know, anyway. Do we have a TikTok? Play it for me real quick. So if you know me, I was a registered Democrat, probably still am, and I even caucused for Hillary. And people often ask, what was my aha moment? There's not one moment, but I will tell you this. Evening of the election results, I was sobbing when they said Trump became president. I literally was like, hmm. my husband said, and he's, we've been together for over 20 years, he said he's never seen me like that. Because I thought it was going to be the demise of America. I was embarrassed that the American people picked him as our president, and he represents us as Americans. I thought America was going to implode. like. I was so afraid. And then about a year later, a year and a half into his presidency, I was looking around, I'm like, hmm, things aren't as bad as I thought they were going to be. In fact, they were actually better than they were with the previous president. And so my eyes started to open and I started to do a little more research and I started to question things. And now a year into this presidency, it's exactly what I thought was going to happen when Trump was president. Our country is imploding. We've never been more divided. It has everything to do with the current administration. And that's irony. Cardiologic. Well, well, well. I mean, my goodness. I mean, does common sense reign supreme yet again? That someone can actually open their eyes and assess a situation and say, you know, maybe I didn't like a guy. Maybe I didn't like his personality. Maybe I didn't like the things he said. Maybe I didn't enjoy mean tweets. But dadgummit, some things were getting done. And now, now... The guy who was supposed to unify us and bring us all together has turned it into a big old dumpster fire. Hey! Thank you for that, TikTok. We'll be right back. You know, we've been talking about the trucker convoys. One of the guys that uh, we might have as a future sponsor of the show, Trucker Treats, Trucker Treats. Saying that out loud actually makes me think of trick-or-treats. I like that. But anyway, he's got a whole, all these gourmet pretzels and stuff. 
That's a big thing. Big thing. He got all kind of flavors. Anyway, hot Cajun. I'm all about it. Anyway, maybe we get him on here and uh, be a new sponsor. Anyway, hey, I'm going to be in Midland, Texas, Friday night. Watch Chad.com for all the fun stuff is. Don't forget to subscribe. Chadnude.com. And go shopping at uh, chatonblaze.com. You know what? I love y'all. God bless you. Thank you for donating at praythrough2022.com. Tomorrow's hump day. It's going to be a special episode. Don't miss it. Bye.